Tonight's topic is called New Territory Managers. And we're going to learn how to be in charge of new territories. Daniel chapter 1 opens by telling us what transpired before the captivity. A king after king after king had been warned, please watch your ways, come back to the ways of God. And because of the warnings being ignored, slavery came. When the slavery came, innocent people began to suffer, not because of their own mistakes, but because of the mistakes of their parents. Before we know it, people have been taken to Babylon, and there, damage was done to them. What was the first damage we said on uh, Tuesday when we introduced it? Number one, their names were changed. Daniel was previously uh, Daniel, now he was called Belshazzar. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, all of them, their names were changed. Number one damage that was done when they were taken to this new territory, their names were taken away from them. Number two, these were men of the royal seed. Their father had been Solomon. Their father had been David. And as we all know, Solomon was not a weak man. He had 700 women and 300 concubines. And here he is, his own sons cannot even be allowed to marry. They are technically eunuchs or technically castrated. So their social life was taken away. Daniel was never allowed to marry. He was a property of the state. Number one, his name went. Number two, his social life went. The other thing that was done to Daniel was indoctrination. His intellectual wiring was worked on. The Bible says they were taught the language and the science of the Chaldeans. So previously, they were Jews. Now they were expected to be Chaldeans. So socially, they are damaged. And uh, spiritually, also, they are damaged. Because spiritually, now we come to spiritual, they were forced, as, we will, as, uh, as, as you will read through the book of Daniel when you read, they were forced to worship foreign gods, gods that their fathers had not worshipped. So number one, this guy takes you away from your home. Number two, he takes your name or your identity from you. Number three, he takes your social life from you. Number four, he takes your intellectual convictions from you. He teaches you how to think like his people. Number five, he takes away your spiritual liberty. How much more mess could Daniel handle? When we talk about new territories, we are not talking about Papua New Guinea. We are not talking about Australia. We are talking about a young woman who was as innocent as innocence can come till a day came, she crossed over to this other side called marriage and all hell broke loose. We are talking about this man who was job seeking and job hunting and job spearing or whatever they call it. And he got employed only for him to be told now you are no longer in charge of your life. Even the day you get old, we decide when you get old. <laughs> now you are a property of the state. I had a friend of mine who was fighting with his soul to join the CIA. And he pushed and he pushed till he was given a number. And he was called and told, now this is your case number. Now you are an agent. Then he thought, now I will walk on the street like the what? The CIA. Boy, boy, boy. <laughs> I'm on record. I can't give details. But that was the end. That was the end of him being Daniel. He became Belshazzar. 
When we're talking about new territories, we are not talking about traveling to Uganda, though you can travel there. We are talking about being in charge of your name till you are no longer in charge of your name. Being in charge of your social life till you are not in charge of your social life. Being in charge of your spiritual life till you are not in charge of your spiritual life. Being in charge of your intellectual life and your intellectual convictions till you are not in charge of it. And Daniel walks into that new territory. He walks into an area where a king was surrounded by witches. And chapter 5, verse 11 of Daniel says, Daniel was made the chief magician. Imagine, Daniel, in your heart of heart, you know you are a prophet. But on the posters, in the Daily Nation, in the Daily Standard, in CNN, you are a witch. Not just a witch, a chief witch. How do you rise up above all that? God just wants you to learn what you are about to learn tonight. Are we ready to learn something? Because no territory cannot be managed by our God. No territory cannot be taken by our God. And the people, this guy says, who know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. And I tell you the truth, it is still possible to do exploits, even in new territories. Another woman who was a dear friend of mine, very dear friend, a confidant, Weeks before she died, I didn't know she was dying, but God, it was a painful death. I asked her, my sister, when you are coming in this home, this home, did you know that you are coming to a wrong place? She told me, yes, I knew. But why did you come? You know, we were having a thing and I just got so caught up with this man and I knew it was not the right place to come to. But I had already made up my mind. I said, wait, 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 wait. Were you given vivid warning? She said, yeah, I was warned. Then why did you not respond to the warning? But I thought I could handle it along the way. Ah. Now, let me tell you why I'm telling you this story. This man was very famous. If I mention his name, all of you will know him. This man was like a historic figure. But through his influence in politics, he had killed a lot of people. He had eliminated a lot of people. Now the whole home, as rich as it was, as expansive as it was, it was under a curse. Now this poor lady, who had a call from God, was trying now to rehabilitate eh? things bought by blood. Things that have been bought by shedding of blood. And she was trying to cleanse them and lay hands and pour the anointing oil. Even me in my solidarity, I went pouring oil with her. And the prophet told me, some things cannot be healed. There are some sicknesses that cannot heal. And he quoted Hosea for me. So I told her, my sister, suppose God gave you another chance. What will you do? Oh, I will go back to my calling. I will just run out of this place and go back to my calling. Unfortunately, it was too late. Two weeks later, she succumbed and she died. Daniel goes to a land full of idols. Daniel goes to a land full of witches. The Bible says, Babylon shall be a hound of every vile creature. Do you know there are lands, and I wish I had all the time tonight. Do you know there are lands you go to, and physically demons are walking on the road. Physically. They are walking on the road. Why? The people were so wicked and evil, they made so much deep covenants till the land said, Hush, Chukweni, take it. 
In the same way, there are also lands which have been dedicated and anointed and dedicated and anointed. When you walk in, you walk into open portals. You walk into angelic presence. You walk into the power presence of God. So Daniel walks into Babylon. And from the gate, there is witchcraft. The palace, there is witchcraft. The man leaning on the right side of the king, witchcraft. The man leading on the left, witchcraft. The man even coming to ask him for help, witchcraft. Everything in Babylon was wicked. And Daniel enters there. And God is the one who set him to enter there. And the Bible says, Daniel purposed not to define himself. Daniel purposed not to defile myself. Can I, can I mock myself a bit the way I usually like to do sometimes? When I walked into this rich home, Mama Florence, imagine a home where you take a border border and you pay 200 shillings to ride from the gate to the main house. And you're like, hey boss, are we going to Naivasha or what? And you're told, ah, the main house, we are still going. You pay 200 shillings. So I enter into this home, and boy, within three, no, within one week, I had added three kgs. Because I studied there like a king. My God, milk and what? Huh? You know, it was sweet. Little did I know that my eyes were closing one after another, and the demons which were ruling that home, I was no longer going to see them. And I began to pray. And it was all hot air. My eyes were gone. Because when I entered there, I was fed and clothed. God knows in heaven. I was given the, all the clothes of the dead man plus his shoes, plus his laptop bag. And I was told, Mutumishi, we bless you. And I'm given the clothes of a murderer. And I received them with thanksgiving. Saying, Lord, you have visited me. Remember, I was from a wilderness where I had two, shoe, two trousers and two shirts. So how better could God vindicate me? Little did I know, I am giving away my birthright. I'm giving away my anointing. And God had mercy on me because he told me, now call prophet so-and-so, an old prophet. And when the prophet arrived, he told me, young man, you have been fired. You came here for war and you have befriended your enemies. You are fired. In fact, by tomorrow, we are preparing to leave this place. But the prophet, they have received us well. Look, they have given us a huge room. And life here is good. And of course, I feared going back to the streets because I did not have a place to stay. And the man of God told me, you can no longer see what I'm seeing. When you pass that gate, did you see those two demons who are there to kill anyone entering in and to pluck from anyone with anything they have? You didn't even see it. Because you are too excited to eat food that has been cast by heaven. Number one rule, to manage a new territory, don't defile yourself. So I watched the prophet not eating I watched him not sleeping in that posh bed. I watched him walk on thin line. Then he faced the lady like a true prophet. And he asked her, he asked her Mama, do you fear dying? But I'm not dying. I ask you a question. Do you fear dying? I don't fear dying. Have you put your faith in Jesus? Yes, I've put my faith in Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, 
giver a peaceful life. And Lord, have mercy on her in Jesus' name. Then he turned to me and said, let us leave at once. It is about to break loose. Within four hours, that lady was gone. I entered into the same territory with the same prophet and I grew fat. Him he entered and he executed. Why? It was all in the consecration. It was all in the separation. It was all in never defiling yourself. A friend of mine went to Britain after so many years of struggle and the Lord told him in the plane, the water you are drinking that you carried from Kenya, that is what you will drink for the first three days. If you test that food, your eyes will be covered and you will not see the miracle that I have set aside for you. And when he arrived in the hotel, it was a five-star hotel. The Lord told her now, the Lord told him now, open your eyes. The first person that comes this way, her name is so-and-so. This is the help that she carries for you. When you connect to her, this is how your ministry is going to change. To date, the man moved from a struggling village man to a millionaire. People of God, you cannot mix pleasure with destiny. You cannot. You cannot mix anger with your birthright. Ask Esau. Esau mixed anger with birthright and one had to go. The birthright went. And when I'm saying this, I'm not saying now it is finished. No more hope, no. I am saying this to tell us tonight, those of you who have mixed it up, the blood of Jesus is able to pluck you out. Those of you with children and relatives who have mixed it up, the blood of Jesus is able to pull you out. So Daniel is sitting at that table and meat comes to him and he does not eat. People think it is just the physical meat he was avoiding. No, he was avoiding the consecration and the, con, you know, the, the, the dedication that had been done to devils. That is what he was avoiding. And as he avoided it, he also avoided to be defiled. When the time came for the king to demand that those with eyes let them see what I have dreamt, Daniel was in the forefront of seeing what the king had dreamt. The other magicians, oh boy, they were on payslips, they were on payrolls, they were being fattened by the king. No wonder they could not rise up to the occasion. And if it was not for God through Daniel, they could have lost their lives. The first stage of Surviving in a new territory. Don't define yourself. Oh, can I keep talking my story? It didn't end that badly. It didn't end that badly. We always have a good ending. So after that huge posh place, the Lord opened a door. This time around within Nairobi, in a posh house of another leading figure in this nation. And when I walked in, this time around, I had learned my lesson. <laughs> I didn't want to be fired. So the Lord showed me immediately a graveyard after graveyard after graveyard after graveyard. It is a two-acre property. And it is beautiful with a beautiful colonial building. And the Lord showed me graveyard after graveyard after graveyard. The Lord told me everything here is dead. And he told me, now my son, you will live here for a few months. Make sure there is no water you swallow. There is no food you swallow from this house. Do whatever you have to do, but don't eat anything. Because the day you eat and you drink and you marry, the graves that I have shown you will begin to take a part of you. 
And I went in and I was loved. I was lavished with the good gifts, but I was careful not to destroy my consecration. After a few days, men of God could come. Some of them, I could mention them. They are all over the television. They could come trying to rebuke the issues in the family. Nothing could bow because one of these things that people do, they welcome you with their defilement. They welcome you with their food and their drinks. So the first thing, oh, apostle, bishop, oh, drink. And they could drink, eat, and they could eat. And immediately, they could now rise up to release the authority, and the authority could backfire. That time, I'd learned my lesson. And for six months, I stayed there by the grace of God. I did not eat. I did not drink. When I stepped out, I stepped out intact with my consecration. But wait, it is not just in the physical food, okay? It is not just in the physical drink. It is also in the spiritual food and spiritual drink. Some of you, you are so much on fire the days you were in the village till you came to Nairobi. And you lost your Oshago fire. You lost your village fire because a drink came to your mouth called the city decorum and respect. A, a food entered your system called let us not shout too much. Let us not scream too much. And you lost it. Tonight, you know, I wish I was this dramatic preacher. Somebody vomit, release it, vomit. <laughs> Tapika, Tapika. <laughs> Somebody say, Prophet Peter, we salute you. Oh boy, he's good at that. Tapika, you're dead. <laughs> you walk into a new territory, they give you a drink. They give you food. And the system that was so much pure begins to be corrupted. Don't succumb to it. I go back to the next thing that Daniel had. Daniel number two remained prayerful. Remember, when I say prayerful, allow me to give you some real, real, real information. This man, number one, is a servant of the state. Okay? He has an eight to five kind of job to do. Number two, he has a, a a group of friends depending on him as the key leader. Number three, he has what I call nostalgia because his people are far away and he's alone all by himself. That did not kill his prayer life. That did not kill his prayer time. He remained prayerful. And as he prayed, his words soon became the words of God. And I'm about to prove to you in the book of Daniel. His words soon became the words of God. Being busy is not an excuse not to be in prayer. Being busy is not an excuse to spend time with the Lord. What do you do when you enter a new territory? The first thing you must do, as they say, enter his gates with thanksgiving, come into his presence with, with praise. You enter those gates with consecration. People of God, 
by the grace of God, should I go to another country, I will still preach the way I preach. I will still say Jesus the same way I say Jesus. I will still say hallelujah the same way I say hallelujah. Why? If you don't keep your consecration, <clears throat> the land will fatten you and reduce you to nothing. After you are consecrated, don't remain just consecrated. Enter into prayerfulness. Daniel had a schedule. Some of you, if schedules is what will work for you, get a schedule. Some of you, if it is uh, what I call impromptu way of just praying, get whatever it is to save you. Be prayerful. Why prayer? This will shock you. Babylon is surrounded by demons all over. You walk like this, a demon. You walk like this, demon. Demon, demon everywhere. And Daniel has to now bring God into his ways. Daniel has to bring God on his path. Daniel has to bring God in his food. Daniel has to bring God on his drink. Daniel has to bring God in his clothes. Daniel must literally pull God down. There are places if you don't pull God down, you will step on a demon. Have you met people when you, when you hear they are coming, you say, Rabba, Baba, Baba, oh, Baba, Shanta, Rabba, I decree the peace of Jesus, I decree the presence of God. You know they are coming. You know, whole hell may break loose anytime. There are phones when I see they are calling, I say, Radi Baba, Shatoro, Roboko, Shakara, Rabba, Baba, Ripopopo, Latara, Rabba. Hello. knows if he doesn't re -ba 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 -ba, there are demons right outside his closet waiting to invade him. Don't you read in the book of Daniel how every time they were plotting how to bring him down. Every time when they are done with the fire they target him at the den of the lions. When they are done with the den of the lions they are targeting him. I don't know. And Daniel Daniel, Daniel, Daniel had to pray. Let me shock you. When you begin to shine in a new territory, you begin to attract, you begin to attract trouble. Anointing brings trouble. The Bible says immediately the Philistines heard that then David had been anointed. They came up and they surrounded the city. Immediately the demons will hear that so and so has just been anointed by God. They will always come. To check you out. And the Bible says, and David went to the stronghold and he remained there. I was such a lovely, sweet boy, my God. I was so sweet, I was so good, I was so favored till the day I got anointed. And meetings were held against me. And I'm just 16. And meetings were held even to discuss me. To date, they still hold meetings. Even now when I'm standing here, there is a meeting going on. <laughs> even this morning, I found some of them were in a discussion. And we are just saying, we will come for your wedding. Immediately the Philistines will hear that you have been anointed. They will come and surround where you are. What do you do? David goes to the stronghold and he remained there. What is the stronghold? The name of the Lord. Proverbs 18 verse 10 is a strong tower. The Russians run unto it and they are safe. But this name of the Lord, how do you activate it? You activate it 
in prayer. New territories. You enter by consecration. You progress by prayer. So Daniel consecrates, um, consecrates himself. Daniel prays. After he prayed, the Bible says, after the consecration actually, the Bible says God gave him wisdom. There is what we call a given wisdom. Tell your neighbor a given wisdom. Not an acquired wisdom. A given wisdom. Ujanjaya hapo, hapo. In Israel, ah, Daniel was not wise. He was just a son of nobility. But now that he has consecrated himself, there was a given wisdom. Number one, consecration. Number two, prayer. Number three, a given wisdom. A wisdom that was given. After that, nobody else was ever like Daniel. In fact, later on, God boasts in the book of Jeremiah, are you wiser than Daniel? Meaning, I gave it to him and I looked at it and I said, hey, that when I gave. I pray in the name of Jesus, may God look at you and smile. Looking at what he has given to you. May you receive such wonderful gift from the Lord. Till when he looks at you, he can but only smile. In the name of Jesus. So the wisdom of Daniel was a given one. But it was given because he had separated himself and he was ready for action. Remember, wisdom is knowledge in application. But how can you apply what you have not separated yourself to go and apply? Suppose he was busy drinking and eating and he was just having fun. How then could God give him wisdom? Wisdom to eat or to drink? No, he had to separate himself. He had to say, Lord, I am aside now. Deal with me separately. And God gave him the wisdom. There is a given wisdom. There's an acquired wisdom you acquire as you travel. But there is a wisdom you acquire or you receive from heaven as you separate yourself. Look at Solomon in the book of 1 Kings. He says, Lord, I have been set aside to be king. Now I am young. I am not able to rule these people. Give me a heart that can carry judgment. And the Bible says the, the speech pleased the Lord. And the Lord gave him wisdom. It was given after he had separated himself. He was not saying, Lord, I want to have a good life. Lord, I want to eat well. Lord, I want to drink well. He was saying, Lord, I have a task. I have a duty. And I want to do it well. I am separating myself to go and do it well and the Lord gave him the wisdom why do I say a given wisdom because not every territory is the same some territories are black some territories are white some territories are political other territories are demonic other territories are commercial and you need the given wisdom as you consecrate yourself Daniel consecrates himself, but he had to accept. It is true God brought me here. <laughs> it is true it was the will of God for me to come here, but it is also true I need to step aside from here in my heart. My feet will remain, but my heart will be gone. My feet will remain, but my mind will be gone. My feet will remain, but my spirit will be gone. That is how you begin to take charge of your territory. You discern it so that you can come out of it with discernment, with knowledge. Many are praying general prayers. They are not praying prayers of discernment. Daniel knows the king who is my boss is a murderer. If I don't get this thing right, God, I'll be killed. 
And he said, Lord, you have heard. A decree has been made. We are up for grabs. We are going to be killed. You know, people want to sanitize reality to an extent that when they go to prayer, they don't even pray the truth. If the king is a murderer, go to prayer and tell God, he's a murderer. Now, how do I survive this murderer? God will give you wisdom. Imagine, Mama Florence, you have a boss, maybe here in Azina, and you know very well, when you don't give him his targets for the end of the year, you are chopped off in your head. Do you run away? You don't. You go in prayer. And you tell the Lord the truth. And the Lord now gives you what we call a given wisdom. The wisdom for the moment. The wisdom for the hour. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Do not run away. Stand in prayer and see the wisdom of God deliver you. Stand in prayer and see the revelation of God deliver you. In the name of Jesus. So Daniel knows. My boss. The one who even gave me my national identity card. With the name Belshazzar instead of Daniel. The dude is a murderer. And if I joke, I am gone. And he didn't pack and go. No. He went to prayer. Because in prayer, you tap a wisdom beyond the realm of where you are. In prayer, you tap wisdom beyond the levels where you stand. Daniel went in prayer. But Daniel had companions. How many were they? There were three. Who are they? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Can I ask you a question? Did Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego ever give a prophecy? A recorded prophecy? Do you see them giving a prophecy? Do you see them even going to the king and also saying, even as we are in prayer and um, the glory came down and God told us this. <laughs> no. They didn't. Why? Not because Daniel was Kimbelembele. Not that Daniel was so dominant or domineering. Not that Daniel was too oppressive. But because in a foreign territory, there can only be one leader and one language. Or else you will be scattered. Do you remember another lady who was in a foreign territory called Esther? How it was Esther going on behalf of the Jews. Not Esther and Mordecai, you know, king, this is even my uncle, uh, my, my, my cousin, and he's like my father, so I will speak up, he will speak up. No. <laughs> One leader at a time. Why? When you are in a foreign territory, you cannot afford, you cannot afford to be dominant. You can only afford to be effective. You cannot afford to be loud. You can only afford to be effective. You cannot afford to be scattered. You can only afford to be effective. So Shadrach mentioned Abednego. One time I had a visitation. The Lord told me they were also prophets. But because they are in a foreign territory, they could not afford to be loud. They could not afford to be visible. Do you know why? If you are four prophets, and there are maybe ten magicians and witches, soon they begin to be intimidated. Soon they begin to say, ah, it is them versus us. But when it is only Daniel, they think this one we can eliminate. No wonder every time they trap Daniel and they try to kill him. And in the process, the war was minimized on the overall team. In a foreign territory, get one language. Get one representative. Get one vision. 
Get one objective. Don't be pluralistic. The problem with Latinos in America, they think now that they are now more numerous, they can go and take White House and boast about it. No. You Latinos, you need to remember, and some of them are listening to me, you need to remember, you are foreigners in this land. Enter quietly. Stay quietly. These people will turn on you. They have given you the land. They have given you the jobs. Now you want them to give you the White House also. Go slowly. Latinos, you are hearing me. When you are a foreigner, you minimize your presence. You minimize your voice. You minimize it. So that when you strike, you strike once and they never forget that you struck. Every time Daniel stood before the king, the king went on his knees. Hey, God of Daniel. Next time Daniel stands, hey, God of Daniel. It was every time he appears, the king must kneel. I pray in the name of Jesus. Every time you appear, may there be a kneeling down. Every time you appear, may there be a kneeling down. May you be so precise. May you be so potent. May you be so unforgettable. May you be so unbelievable. May you be so unresistible. In the name of Jesus. The king could not sit on his seat every time that young man walked in the room. He could not. And the king also could not help himself. Do you know, the, 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 there was a time the Bible says the king was sitting on his throne and he said, ah, didn't we not send three people? What is the fourth man doing there? And the Bible says he, he rose up out of surprise. May God make your appearance so precious. May God make your appearance so precious. So, so unforgettable. Till it has to cause those who are seated to stand. It has to cause those who are, uh, those who are resting to be restless. In the name of Jesus. When I was a teenager, I attended a conference in uh, Mombasa Pentecostal Church. And uh, I was a uh, I think 18, and I was already a teacher teaching. So I attended this conference, and you know you are young, you are full of energy and all. And I enter the building, and I find the preacher preaching about greatness. And he said, I remember two things he said. He said how previously, the previous week he was in Eldred, in uh, Kipchoge Keino's home. And uh, there was a buffet, turkey, chicken, you know, meat and everything and all this milk and all these things you can have. And they went scooping and scooping and scooping rice and scooping chapati and eating and eating. Oh God, I don't know why I'm so on, on food today. Maybe some people are fasting here. Are there people fasting? God pinched the devil. Now, there's food and they are eating and eating and eating. And they kept eating and gulping and gobbling and gobbling. Then they said, wait. Where is Kipchoge? And they saw him in a little corner with raw vegetables, raw onions, raw tomatoes, and half a glass of milk and a cup of hot water. And they said, Kipchoge, are you sick? Are you on medication? And he said these following words. If I ate like you, I'll not be the champion that I am. God pinched the devil. And he said, number one rule for greatness, don't gobble. Measure. I will never forget those words. Then he said, number two rule for the great ones, do not be found everywhere. One of the greatest uh, celebrities we have in our nation is Rudisha or somebody like that. 
I don't know what is returning now that is Rudisha. Anyway, so if Rudisha was to be found next week, he's in Kibera and he's in a Tangatanga mission after that to Dagoreti, then we see Rudisha again in Kilimani and after that we see him in town and Rudisha is just going and going and going. After one month, even if he has broken a record. Oh, do you know his name now? The one who used to walk around here. That will be his new name. He told me that day. It was like he was speaking to me. And God was using him to shape my values as a young teenager. He said, you cannot be great by appearing everywhere. Daniel has two locations. Actually, three. We don't hear of anything else. Daniel had his room where he used to go and pray. Daniel had the palace where he used to appear before the king. Daniel had another place we do not know. But we can only count of three. When he's done with the king, he goes to his room. When he's done with his room, he goes to the king. When he's done with the king, he goes to his room. And after that, history is made because a man has decided to limit his access. He has decided to limit his availability. When you are in a new territory, please spare your feet. Please spare your presence so that the little you give them they will never forget. So that the little you give them will bring them on their knees. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May God limit every unnecessary movement in your life. May God limit every unnecessary expect expenditures in your life. May God limit every unnecessary uh, concerns in your life. In the name of Jesus. Number one, consecration. Number two, prayer. Number three, wisdom. But given wisdom. Let me go back to given wisdom a bit. Immediately God gives you a gift. Listen to me. Immediately God gives you a gift. Immediately God gives you a talent. Immediately God gives you an assignment. Rush and ask him for the mind for that assignment. The mind for that gift. The mind for that talent. The mind for that opportunity. I repeat. Immediately God gives you a gift. Immediately God gives you a talent. Immediately God gives you an opportunity. Immediately gives you an assignment. Rush and ask him for a mind. <laughs> Daniel, I mean Solomon says, give me a heart. Give me a mind. And the Lord told him, I'll give you a heart that discerns. I will give you a mind more than anyone else that I will ever give. Do not rush to begin your assignment just because you have been told, no, go. Ask the Lord for a mind for the assignment. Previously, you used to sit down like now you are seated. Then finally, pastor said, you will be holding this mic. Ask the Lord for how is it to have the mind that can hold a mic? What kind of a mind does it take to hold this thing? In a way, by the time you are done, men are on their knees. In a way, by the time you are done, men are on their feet. By the time you are done, men are shaking their heads. Don't just have a gift. Have the mind of the gift. Why the mind? Language is an issue of the mind. Attitude is an issue of the mind. Perception is an issue of the mind. Revelation is an issue of the mind. How much you release from your spirit is based on your mind. All of us can speak in tongues. All of us can say Holy Ghost. All of us can say Jesus. But few can translate 
things that will edify. Few can release things that will build up. Why? It is a matter of how much the mind has been processing. How much the mind has been conformed. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Romans chapter 12. But be conformed by the... Of your what? Of your mind. Daniel consecrates himself. Daniel prays. Daniel has wisdom. Daniel now appears before the king. But his appearance is what I call precious appearance. There are those who are so used to technical, you know. And may the Lord deliver you from technical. Huh? You know, I, that meeting I've been called, but mm, I just do a technical. Then I turn. Huh? I just huh? Then I turn. Now, as you do that technical, who are you helping? I pray from today, may your appearance be a precious appearance. May your appearance be precious. Even when you are facing God in heaven, may your appearance before him be precious. In the name of Jesus, as you embrace your children and talk to them, may your moments be precious. In the name of Jesus. Magicians appear before Nebuchadnezzar and all he could offer were threats. Daniel appears before Nebuchadnezzar. All he could offer was worship. I pray in the name of Jesus. May your offering change from today. May the reception you receive. Oh, Radanababa, pray briefly. May the reception you receive from today begin to change. Those who could withstand you with the rejection. May they begin to bow in worship. Those who could withstand you with the mockery. May they begin to worship the God who has anointed you. In the mighty name of Jesus. No longer be tolerated. Begin to be celebrated. In the name of Jesus. The magicians could be tolerated. They could be told, I will Nebuchadnezzar, God, I will reduce your houses to rubble. Somebody is not only threatening you, he's even threatening your physical house. What manner of contempt is that? I pray in the name of Jesus. May the Lord deliver you from contempt. May the Lord deliver you from being taken casually. May the Lord deliver you. May the weight of glory make you so indispensable. In the name of Jesus. Others can be threatened. Not Daniel. One man said, those who kneel before God will stand before any man. I pray in the name of Jesus, may the grace to kneel come upon you so that no man can stand before you all the days of your life. May your knees be quick before your God so that your feet can be quick before men in the name of Jesus. So what do you do, dear lady? What do you do, dear gentleman? When you discover that the job that you took is not helping you, it is taking away from you. What do you do when you realize the relationship you committed to is taking away from you? It is taking away your name. It is taking away your spirituality. It's taking away your intellectualism. It's taking away even your social life. What do you do? What do you do? Jesus said in um, Matthew chapter 10, Be all I send to 16. Be all I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Allow me to begin forward and I go backwards. Jesus is beginning by saying, be harmless. Not worthless, harmless. 
Many people bring themselves trouble when they enter into a new territory by not being harmless. They want to be harmful. They want to make a point. They want to create a, a scene. They want to be recognized by force. They don't know how to be harmless. In a new territory, in a dangerous territory, learn to be harmless. The Bible says, this is my servant whom I will behold. His voice he will not raise in the streets. Meaning, he will not rush to shout his opinion. He will not rush to shout his emotions. He will be quiet. Men must learn when they go to a new territory to be harmless. Give a smile, though you feel like kicking them in the face. Give a smile. Be gentle. Why? In gentleness, David says, your gentleness has made me great. Greatness comes through gentleness. When a politician is running for office as president, if he wants to be elected, if he wants to be embraced, if he wants to be voted for, he must learn to be gentle. Noisy ones can only cause attention, but not devotion. Did you hear what I said? Noisy ones can only stir up attention, but not devotion. The gentle ones provoke devotion. Daniel says, oh king, live forever. Though he knows this is a murderer. <laughs> oh king, may, you, may this thing that I'm seeing be unto your enemies, not unto you. Though he knows, <laughs> seven years, dude, you are eating grass. That is not flattery. That is being harmless. Mm. Titus chapter 3 verse 1. Teach them to be subject to principalities and to obey magistrates and rulers and to live peaceably with all men, to show honor and love to all men, speaking no evil of no one. Teach them, Paul says. Put them in remembrance. Sometimes we forget and we have to be reminded. In a territory that is new, be harmless. Yes, they have devils. But till their day comes to be delivered, pretend you are not seeing those devils. Yes, they have uh, tempers and they have bad manners. Pretend till the day comes when the power comes for them to be set free that you are not seeing those bad manners. I watched a woman who was from another province and she had been married in another province. So obviously it was a uh, different tribes, okay, coming together in marriage. And she entered that home, she said, eh, 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 eh. this is not how we do it. And she rolled her fingers like seven times. I said, there goes trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble come. <laughs> After a few weeks, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. By the time she was done giving it, she was also given. <laughs> Those who give, give, it shall be given back to you. Good measure. Daniel is appearing before a murderer and is saluting him. Oh, king, live forever. But in his heart, as a prophet, he knows, you wicked murderer, my God will punish you. <laughs> be harmless. The Bible says, be as wise as a serpent. I didn't want to touch on the serpent, but I have to touch it a bit. What is a serpent? A serpent does not fly in the air. A serpent crawls on the ground. When you people are building castles in the air, a serpent is busy crawling down. 
touching base with the reality. The science I taught when I was a teacher is that a serpent does not have ears, physical ears. It uses vibrations on the ground to pick noise and sound. What do you do as a serpent? Close your ears. Use your discernment. Stop listening to what they are doing and saying. Listen to what the Lord is showing you on the ground. As they are building castles in the air and feeling great, you behave like you are going nowhere. Lie on the ground. And soon, when it is your time to bite, you bite and you don't miss. When Daniel said, seven years have been decreed on you, when he returned his hands like this, the boy opened his mouth and he began chewing grass for seven years. That was a serpent. My dear sisters, my dear brothers, stop debating with your environment. Take charge of it, but as a serpent. Stop reasoning with some people. Take a break. When you come back, give them one and don't give them two. The more Daniel is helping Nebuchadnezzar, the more Nebuchadnezzar keeps pushing him to the wall, pushing him to the wall, pushing him to the wall. Ah, he kept waiting on God. When finally God said, there goes an open door. Use it, my son. Daniel walked in. When he walked out, the king was a lunatic for seven years. Do not be moved by how strong they are. Do not be moved by how wicked they are. Do not be moved by how arrogant they are. Be moved by how much he's able to do through you and wait on him. And when he opens the door for you to act, act with precision and don't look back. I've met people who thought they had the titles. I've met people who thought they had the money. But all I had was a word from God and that was enough. Now we can read Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. The Bible says, then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words, if it is your Bible, underline it, thy words were heard. And I am come for thy words. Underline the word again, thy words. <laughs> Sister, brother, Listen to me. Walk in your foreign territory. Walk without a name. Walk without a culture. Walk without whatever they have taken away from you. But one thing, never lose. Never lose your words. Walk rejected. Walk despised. Walk confused. Walk abandoned. Walk misunderstood. But as you walk, never lose your words. Walk rejected, walk judged, walk abandoned, walk even kicked in the face. But as you walk, walk with the words. An angel comes from heaven and he says, Daniel, I have come for one thing. I know you don't have a name. I know you don't have an office. I, don't, I know you don't have children. You don't have a wife. Daniel, I know you came here as a free nobleman. Now you are a eunuch and a slave of this king. I know, Daniel, you have nothing. But I can see you have words. In a foreign territory, we should never lose our words. In a foreign territory, we should never 
abandon the word. Why? Jesus says, now I believe in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, that by your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. The greatest thing that happened in the 60s was when men went to the moon, but the man in charge of taking them to the moon was not a scientist. He was a journalist. The greatest thing that happened in the year 2000, going forward to 2010, was the killing of a huge monster called the most wanted terrorist, but the man who killed him, the man who was in charge of killing him, has never fired a gun in his life. The greatest war that was fought that killed millions of people suddenly, the war that made our whole city to disappear in seconds, that war, that bomb was masterminded by a man who has no idea how a machine gun works. But one thing is common with these people. Words. So President Kennedy in the 60s says, we are going to take men to the moon. And he's a, he's a journalist. He's not a scientist. He doesn't know even how a rocket is fired. But because he has words, his words took men to the moon. Obama is campaigning in 2008 and he says, we are going to capture Osama. We are going to kill him. We will end Al-Qaeda. And it happened. Because of words. The greatest things that were achieved on earth were not done by expertise. They were done by words. You lose your word, you are gone. You lose your word, you cannot take authority. You cannot rule a territory. You cannot rule anything. Daniel, I have come because of your words. Harry Truman says, I am going to give them hell. And he campaigned for his second campaigner. And his campaign slogan was, give them hell, Harry, give them hell. And he said, I'm going to give them hell. And the man saying, I'm going to give them hell, does not know even how to operate a machine gun. Manhattan Project was, 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 was organized in Chicago University. Men sat down and they came up with the atomic bomb. And Truman said, is it ready? God, drop it. He was not a soldier. Truman was not a soldier. He used to take care of an agricultural shop. So he was not even, he was not even a graduate. But the boy had words. The time has come, church. We have to return back to words that matter. The time has come, church. We have to go back to words. That child, you have just to speak the word. And if you don't have a word, shut your mouth. When the word comes, speak it. Remember we have said, in the foreign territory, you don't just appear or else you'll be rendered redundant. When you appear, let that appearing be unforgettable. And Jesus says now in John 6, 63, the words that I speak, I, Jesus, the words that I speak, they are life and their spirit. What is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of spirit? Life is what you see. Spirit is what you don't see. So anytime Jesus is opening his mouth, he has two targets. The seen and the unseen. The known and the unknown. The present and the future. What we can touch and what we can't touch. Go to that territory. Boy, just go. 
whether it is a physical territory, whether it is a political territory, whether it is a financial territory, I say just go. And provided your words are intact, soon you will speak one thing and history will capsize. History will somersault. History will be written forever. Kennedy knows he has issues in his morality. He has issues with his with his temper. He has issues with just being faithful to his wife. But at least Kennedy kept to his word. He said, we will take men to the moon. And men went to the moon, courtesy of Kennedy. A man who did not have any scientific knowledge of how a rocket works. People of God, these were not saved men. These were not moral men. These were not only men. These were great men because they valued words and they used words and they saw the result of words. God is calling us back to words that matter. People could pray during the days of Daniel, but only one man could pray what we call words. Words that angels could respond to. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. May the Lord give you words. As he promised that I will give you a mouth and a wisdom. And no one will be able to withstand you. I pray in the name of Jesus. May the Lord give you a mouth and a wisdom. When you open it, may kings bow. When you open it, may kings come to their knees. When you open it, may nations change. In the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say, Jesus. Jesus. I believe it. You could kill Daniel, but not his words. You could lock him in, in the den of lions, but not his words. <laughs> Paul later on boss, oh, I love him. Paul later on says, hey, they have changed me, but not the gospel that I preached. Meaning the words that have already spoken, they cannot change them. I pray in the name of Jesus, may your words come forth. Even in the night, may your words come forth. In sickness, may your words come forth. In, in pain, may your words come forth. In confusion, may your words come forth. In rejection, may your words come forth. In the name of Jesus. The words that I speak, they are a spirit. Meaning you can't see them. They are life. It is time no longer to speak persuasive words. It is time no longer to speak intellectual words. It is time to speak words that carry a spirit. Words that carry life. Words that carry the unseen as well as the seen. Words that carry, that carry the known as well as the unknown. Words that are understood now as well as tomorrow. Words that are two-dimensional. But how do you speak them? You stick close to the one who alone promised that his words are like that. Every time you stick around Jesus, he will give you one sentence which will summarize everything. He will give you one, one summary that will summarize everything. Tonight, Lord Jesus, I sanctify the words of your people. And I pray, Lord Jesus, begin to sanctify our words. Begin to separate our words, oh God. Because words cannot fail. Words cannot fail, oh Lord Jesus. We have seen in the book of Daniel and in history that words cannot fail. We pray tonight, begin to sanctify our words. Begin to give us choice words. Begin to give us choice utterance. Begin to give us choice declarations. Begin to give us choice manifestations. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every circumstance, oh Lord Jesus, we pray. Make us, my Father, to have a word that will not be stopped, a word that will not be opposed, a word that will not be ignored in the name of Jesus.
The Lord is telling some of you, you may not have the signs and wonders. You may not have the miracle working power. You may not have all the knowledge in the world. But I have given you words. I have given you utterance. Begin to use your utterance. Somebody begin to speak in tongues. Begin to utter words. I decree in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to use your words. Begin to use your words tonight. Begin to use your words to overthrow. Begin to use your words to uproot. Begin to use your words to manifest the greatness of God. Begin to use your words right now. Right now. Begin to use your words. Your oppressors need the word. Your friends need the word. Your territory needs the word. And by faith, we are entering into the unknown by words of faith, by words of power. In the mighty name of Jesus, keep using your words. Keep using your words. In the mighty name of Jesus, keep using your words. Keep using your words. We release words in the spiritual realm. We release words, my father. Words of creativity, words of healing, words of power. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever they have taken away from you, may you recover it by your words. Whatever they have taken away from you, may you recover it by your words. In the mighty name of Jesus, we charge you today, be a man of words. Be a man of choice words. Words that are spiritual. Words that are full of life. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe in your heart, and you speak with your mouth that the Lord Jesus is Lord. You will be saved. Tonight I pray for every conviction in your heart. May the Lord give you a corresponding word in the name of Jesus so that there will be salvation. Tonight I pray for every conviction in your heart, every pain in your heart. May the Lord give you a conviction so that you can truly see the victory of the Lord in your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Tonight I pray for every issue in your heart that is yet to find utterance. May the Lord give you utterance in the name of Jesus. They gave Daniel a wrong label, but he was a chief magician. But his words were never magical. His words were spiritual. They called him a witch. He remained a prophet because even his words remained true to what was the inside. I call forth your inside by your mouth. I call it forth in the name of Jesus. Despite of what they have said in private or in public, may your words begin to prove the reality of who you are in Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, despite of what the atmosphere is saying, despite of what the finances is saying, may your words come alive in the name of Jesus. May your words create what they are not expecting to be created. May your words raise up what they are not expecting to be raised up in the name of Jesus. So I remember meeting this lady and I told her it is true you have lost everything but at least you can speak again. You can confess again. You can call yourself a child of God again. You can call yourself called of God again. You can call yourself loved of God again. And I commanded her to begin speaking. And I commanded her to be, begin speaking. And, and she began speaking. And as she began speaking, everything about her began to change. Tonight I pray, begin to speak again. To begin to speak again. Begin to decree again. Begin to speak again. Begin to speak again. And as you are speaking, may principalities begin to fall. As you are speaking, may every cloud of darkness begin to disappear. As you are speaking, may every command
command that was made against you begin to be reversed in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we speak again. Everything we stopped confessing, we confess it again. Everything we stopped expecting, we expect it again. We speak again in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And those of us who must write, we write again, knowing that history will vindicate us in the mighty name of Jesus. Those of us who must sing, we will sing again in the name of Jesus. There's a scripture I read for some of us as we were praying one time uh, in the book of Ezra that the, the temple, the work of God progressed under the prophesying of Agai the prophet and these other prophets who are mentioned. And as the, as, 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 as the prophets kept prophesying, the work kept progressing. Remember, as Agai and his friends are prophesying over the work, Sanballat and Tobias are also speaking negative about the, about the work of God. Tonight I pray, let the traffic of the prophetic keep increasing in your life. Let there be a traffic increasing till the work of God is done, till the work of God has been established. Let the traffic of the prophetic keep increasing in the mighty name of Jesus. I open the doors, I open the doors right now for the traffic to keep increasing, for the traffic to keep, keep increasing, no matter what. Let the traffic keep increasing in the name of of Jesus. Daniel, I've come, but I've come for your words. As the Lord Jesus has words, so do I also give you words. Begin to have your words. Words that will not fail. Words that will not be refuted. Words that will not backfire. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak words in your spirit. I speak words in your mouth. I speak words in your heart. I speak words David says, remember, Goliath was killed before the, th the stone was thrown. How was Goliath killed? I will take your head down. Today I will give your head and your flesh to the birds of the air. I will chop you down. Everything that happened to Goliath physically, first of all, happened through words. I pray in the name of Jesus. May God create victory in your mouth. May God create outcomes in your mouth. May God begin to create uh, uh, turnarounds in your mouth. In the mighty name of Jesus. And as you look at circumstances, look at them with a speech that will be victorious. In the name of Jesus. The war began before it has begun. The war began before there was a sling. The war began before there was a stone. Tonight I pray in the name of Jesus. Let us go back to the war of words. Let us speak words that will last. Let us speak words that will outcome, outnumber the enemy. That will remove him from his place of arrogance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Take time right now. I want you to speak briefly to those strongholds in your family. Begin speaking briefly to those strongholds in your marriage. Begin speaking briefly to the stronghold in your village. Begin speaking briefly. Somebody need to say, alcoholism, you will come down. You will leave my descendants. You will never be seen again. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody need to begin speaking. In the mighty name of Jesus. You need to send some of them out of your family. I decree in the name of Jesus every prophetic promise is coming to pass. Nothing shall stop the doing of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Nothing shall stop the doing of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Every prophecy over this ministry I decree shall not backfire. It shall come to pass. And every blockage, every disappointment, every oppression, I decree it is ending. In 
in the mighty name of Jesus. It is ending in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, robo bobo 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 shanda. We decree a new standard. We decree a new standard of the doing of God. A new standard in the mighty name of Jesus. A new standard in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Bring the giants down. Prophesy their downfall. Bring their giants down. Bring the giants down. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Finally, Daniel is told in the last chapter of Daniel that at the end of the time, the ancient days will appear. And he will take over. So as a result, Daniel, go and sleep. For your day will come to be resurrected among your people. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you wait eagerly for the revealing of the Lord Jesus. May you await eagerly for the revealing of the Lord Jesus. May you long for his revealing. Not just in his second coming only, but even in his coming of your family. May you await his appearing. May you await his manifestation. Oh, Rabbi Masanda. Lord, I ask for your people. They need to rest, oh God. But they can only rest Jesus when you have come. They can only rest when you have taken over. Lord Jesus, I ask right now. Oh, Jesus. Make us long for your coming. Make us to long for your appearing. Make us to long for your manifestation. Make us to long for you, Jesus. So Daniel dies. But he doesn't die hopeless. He dies knowing the ancient of days, whose name is Jesus, will one day come. I pray in the name of Jesus. May you not give up on anything till you have been assured Jesus will come. May you not give up on anyone till you are assured Jesus will come and take it over. I decree in the name of Jesus, the spirit of giving up is removed from this place. There is the spirit of discouragement is removed from this place. The spirit of quitting is removed from this place. We are handing over. We are handing over. Our territories can only be handed over to Jesus. So, Father, by faith, we receive every territory you have for us and we hand it over to your son. We receive every territory you have for us and we hand it over to your son. Every new territory we receive, we shall hand it over to Jesus. We shall hand it over to Jesus. Afterwards, we decree, we shall rest and our rest shall never be disrupted. Because it will be a full permanent rest. I pray tonight in the name of Jesus. As the Lord surprises you in 2019. As he surprises your children after 2019. May he give you territories. Which you will gladly hand over. To the king of kings. By faith hand it over right now. Hand it over by faith. Receive it and hand it over. Receive it and hand it over. Because every manager must hand over. We receive by faith. We receive geographical territories. And we hand them over by faith to Jesus. We receive political territories. We hand them over to Jesus. We receive economic territories. And we hand them over to Jesus. We receive social territories. And we hand them over to Jesus. Somebody give Jesus worship. Just give Jesus worship. 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 In Jesus' name. I bless you by faith to go take over new territories and then hand them over to the King of Kings. Because even after you are managing, you must rest. So I pray that you may enter into your rest because the Lord has taken over. Till Jesus has taken over, may wisdom never lack from you. 
May prayer never lack from you. May consecration never lack from you. May divine power never lack from you till Jesus has taken over. For the sake of his taking over, may he give you all the consecration you need. May he give you all the wisdom you need. May he give you all the prayer you need. May he give you all the grace you need. I prophesy in the name of Jesus, the Lord is coming to take over. The Lord is coming to take over. The Lord is coming to take over. In Jesus' name. God bless you people. I love you. See you soon.